This is Bucket Talk, a weekly podcast for people who work in the trades and construction that aren't just trying to survive, but have the ambition and desire to thrive. The opportunity in the trades and construction is absolutely ridiculous right now. So if you're hungry, it's time to eat. We discuss what it takes to rise from the bottom to the top with people who are well on their way and roll up their sleeves every single day. On this episode of Bucket Talk, we're here with Robert Voss, a.k.a. the Fit Garbage Man. Welcome, Robert. Thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. So this part of the show, I'd like to get to know a little bit more about you, how you got into the industry, uh, what you do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, You are our first person in sanitation. So um, I'd love to give our guests, uh, or I'd love to get our viewers a a deep dive into what it takes to be a uh, garbage collector. Awesome. Well, uh, mine is a used to be much more consistent story throughout. Now it's a little bit more rare. I'm actually a third generation garbage man. Um, my grandpa started a very small garbage company. Couldn't even tell you how long ago. It's been a while. <laughs> been a minute. Um, my dad worked on the truck. Uh, we actually have a small business kind of out in uh, the country here. And yeah. I've been working since I was 15. Uh, which is again a rarity, but it, it was summers. I I still went to school uh, <laughs> uh, three days a week, starting at fifteen. But mind yeah. you, at fifteen I was six two two thirty, so like I could do the job of a yeah. grown man for the for the most part. There, um, something I always wanted to do. Seeing both, well, my grandpa's a little bit older, but seeing my dad do it, and always wanted to do it, and kept bothering him, kept bothering him, kept bothering him, and then finally at some point, I guess I was big enough, and he allowed me to do it before I could drive, and I was just a thrower on the back, which was incredibly hard physical labor, way harder than I thought it was because we do not have the new trucks that have the big fancy arm that'll load the toters and stuff like that. We yeah. still throw everything by hand uh, on the back. There's no lift, no anything other than for bigger dumpsters. So everything's by hand. And uh, yeah, I've been doing that since 15 and already approaching 20 years of that. <laughs> well, I'm sure you wouldn't be in the industry for 20 years if you didn't enjoy it, but do you enjoy it? I, I do, honestly, like uh, the couple of questions I get a lot about about is the quote unquote, the smell. Well, I sidebar, I don't breathe through my nose like ever, but I got hit with the basketball in the nose at a young age. So I think they, that had something to do with it. But in general, I don't breathe through my nose um, for the most part, unless it's a really, really hot day or you pick up a restaurant like it really does. It just smells like truck. If you've been around trucks, it just smells like yep. diesel and grease and hydraulic oil and all that kind of and brake dust, obviously, uh, and farmland, which is a lot of the areas I pick up. So that doesn't bother me. Um, I did a little deep dive on you when you asked me about here. I listened to a couple of your shows and similar to you runs in the family. We are a big uh, ADHD family. And whenever I can do something <laughs> with my hands, when I could do something with my hands, it is the biggest help in the world. Like I have friends of mine who uh, did office jobs and I just can't do it. I can do mental stuff while moving. So yep. that's why the truck, the truck has been fantastic and not to be worried. So I tell all the little kids that ask me is, when I'm driving around the truck, it is basically like playing a video game, like back because we we're rear loader, so it's backing up till you feel the dumpster, then dumping it. It's, it's, and I make a game out of it anyway. So or trying to beat uh, one of the other guys on a truck down a street and turn everything into a game. It's it's a great time. But yeah, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it. So now, do you ride with somebody else, or you you're the driver and the loader at the same time? Uh, I've done a little bit of everything in the last number of years. It's just me. Uh, I've pivoted a little bit more to commercial work so restaurants okay. stuff like that but i still do a good amount of homes until yeah then it's me it's 
getting out at every stop. So, you know, say you get your steps in in a day. Um, I started off just, yeah, throwing homes. I used to work with a guy and then we would take, once I got my CDL, uh, I started ride, being able to drive. But before that, I mean, you can't get your CDL till 18 and some companies, they don't want you, they want you at 21. Cause that's when there's a, an insurance break there. So sometimes they want yeah. you higher till you're 21. But, uh, so once I turned 18, we would take turns driving. But so for three years, all I did was just ride down the back and pitch garbage and lift stuff and. Yeah, so I've done a little bit of everything. Uh, we're a smaller company. We don't have roll-off or anything like that. So it's just dumpsters, trash, recycling, stuff like that, and a little bit of yard waste. But So you go you go by the Fit Garbage Man. Would you recommend this to somebody that's that's uh, that's looking to stay in shape, that, that really cares more about their fitness, and this would be a great fit for them? or uh, If you like to be physical, I would say it's absolutely a good fit for you. Um, the whole Fit Garbage Man thing started because – I just saw way too many guys that I know. I mean, I've always been into fitness. A um, bunch of guys I know and family members I know and just over years and years on the truck, like bad knees, bad back, bad shoulders, like a- a- everything at some point starts to break down. So the whole fit garbage man thing was a way to stay strong, build muscle to stop myself from getting injured. So I could just yep. keep working. Uh, I don't know too many guys that, I mean, I don't know, almost anybody that started at 15, but I don't know anybody that's uh, been working as long as me that are injury free. And I've, other than mishaps on the garbage truck of me just hurting myself, I have not gotten injured. So, <laughs> but it will, it will uh, help keep you in shape. The only downside is like everything, your body gets used to whatever you're doing. So it doesn't quite burn the same energy on year five as it did that first summer. I mean, summers will, will always get you, but that's uh, yeah. a little bit different. So I'm sure you've seen some pretty nasty stuff in your life what is the yeah. nastiest or crazy thing that you've picked up as a garbage man nastiest nastiest uh, it's hard to beat uh, a restaurant after a holiday on a hot day that we also had rain it's like this n- very unique combination of stuff i mean i do get the water treatment plant but that's more just smell than anything uh actually probably the worst smelling thing period is uh I, one of two things, uh, at the water treatment plant periodically, they clear out the traps of spillover. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. this combination of grease, oil, and then just all the remainder they couldn't get out. They now get a service that did that. But for years, every once in a while, they would clear that out like once a year. That was awful. And then honestly, when they uh, clear out the, uh, the grain bins into a dumpster, all that the moldy corn and oats and stuff like that just has a very particular uh hue even me who doesn't breathe through my nose that'll get me yeah i did a podcast on uh on septic uh, systems and and he was telling me that um they when they offload the septic trucks into mm-hmm. the wastewater treatment plants they go through a grate and then all that stuff gets bundled up and and then thrown away you know yeah. toy cars and and rubber gloves and all that stuff. So I'm oh, so many that... rubber gloves. I don't know how many people, I don't know why there's so many rubber gloves in a, in a toilet. Cause when I get the water treatment plant, it's the same thing. I'm like, cause obviously they don't break down. So, yeah. uh, we, I pick up two water treatment plants, actually one, a small town of a couple thousand and then another yeah. one closer to 10. And one of them, like they seal everything in bags. It's a whole big ordeal. The other one is just like this tiny funnel that just goes with the dumpster. So that one, that one's a little it's bit more rough. Well, it isn't, it isn't because like, since it's a small enough town, at least the downtown proper is that like, it's not a lot and it's yeah. more dried out and it's, it's weird. It's like, it would only smell bad if it was wet. And at that point, at that juncture, everything's dried out. 
because they separate all of that stuff to like yeah. reclaim the water. So it's not as bad. But again, I'm not a good judge, like I said, without the smelling. But I've been around people and we, we've started picking up uh, a local YMCA this last year. And we got a dumpster by where a bunch of the kids play. And the amount of times you'll go there and well, first off, you get the cheers for garbage man, garbage man, garbage man, which is it's very, a big ego boost, which makes you feel great. But then yeah. you'll have like the one or two kids are like, it smells, it's awful. I don't, it's like, I, you don't have to do the job and you're fine. We'll keep it away from you. We're taking the bad stuff away. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you always see, you always see those videos. Uh, I mean, um, my, I live in a rural area, so, so we don't have mm-hmm. trash pickup, but, um, it's interesting watching all the videos with the kids out there waving at the garbage man. How often does that right. happen? That oh, that's a, daily. That, that's a daily occurrence. Um, we'll get if, as, long, as long as you're paying attention, but you'll get waves from the windows, especially in the summertime. Waves from the window, yeah. waves on bikes. Uh, through go-to things that they even do to semis, the pumping for the horn. Although the funniest yeah. part about it is we got we got a switch in our truck to switch it from uh, air horn to electric. So the electric just sounds yeah. like a car horn. So every once in a while I'll mess with them and I'll switch it to electric and honk it, and they just look at me like <laughs> something's broken. <laughs> But uh, I'll usually do it at least once for the kids. But um, no, that's a ton. Um, some will watch us. Some will follow a little bit or bring out waters. Or I've had some kids like bring out drawings and hand them to me and some of that, which has always been nice. We had this little boy who uh, was waiting for us and he wanted to help throw the bag in with me. So I, I let him. And then the reserve guy came around and he had like one of those uh, toy electric cars, like the little small ones. So yep. he had everything loaded in the back and was driving it to the edge of the road. And then after we were done, he reloaded the recycle bin back up and drove back up to his parents. Kid was like four years old. It was <laughs> the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> well, maybe he's looking for a job, you know? Hey, no, hey, you gotta sadly have to wait till eighteen. But <laughs> that's wild. So, so just to recap some things, right? So, third generation. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. That that is that is insane. Uh, that's that's pretty cool. Um, it's almost like you didn't choose it. It was chosen for you in a way. <laughs> I, well, yes and no. I was told very early on that I did not have to do this. I don't have to come work at the business. I could go to college, which I did do. I went to college, yeah. but and I worked during the summers. And then the latter half, I only had class like twice a week. So I just worked the other three. But um, it's like I could literally go to school and go for whatever I wanted. But it's always what I wanted to do. So it's kind of still stuck with it. What was your degree in? Uh, human resources, business okay. management, human resources. I was, again, but was told I can go for anything. But I was like, I'll go for the thing that applies to the business in some capacity. Because we're, we're a really small business, like very small business. Did any of that carry over? Did, did, was college worth it for you? Or, or was it just going to create another avenue for you if you didn't want to be in the, in the garbage industry? Um. It has helped in some capacities. Uh, it's also very hard nowadays. I would say pretty much anything post uh, computers being involved in schools is because things change so fast in terms of technology. So what has helped, what yep. helped me was I was able to uh, really assist uh, in the early goings of college, help us get computerized, which was a, a big help and know how to work some of the basic functions of that. But then you start to get to a point where like I'm, I'm 35, so I'm, 13 years out of college so so much stuff has changed now i mean i've been trying to keep up with some of the technologies but there are so many special technologies as well like there's a couple huge um tech companies that are specifically for the garbage industry and they make these awesome bits of software that like are like kind of like shortcut type things uh i would say that the whole 
because I talked to my advisor when I went there. I'm like, okay, so this is what I want to do after school. Does business management make more sense or business management, human resources? They're like human resources, because given the size you're talking about, it'll help you be able to function like with a small group of people and maintain and stuff like that. And I do think that's helped because granted, I've known the most, some of the guys I've worked with, I've known since I was 15, some are still there, but the occasional new guy has, has really helped with that. So I, I heard, and, and I don't know if it's a hundred percent true, but um, like FedEx and UPS, they, they have these, uh, routes like completely detailed, um, even down to having the route planned out to where you take as ma- as many rights as possible, so you don't have to stop yeah. at stoplights mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Are are you involved in any of the route planning? How detailed is that? I mean, is it are are uh, some big, days? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. The, yeah, the bigger companies absolutely are. They are yeah. have a similar rule about the only right turns because it does save on gas, but uh, I and technically saves them money. But I would argue based on time because what we're able to do is when we drive down the roads, I can zigzag and get both sides of the road at the same time. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed to. They have to stay one side of the road and then come back the other direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Although they still say all right turns saves gas, but I don't know. I feel like other than the fact they have a mechanical arm, a lot of times I can give them a run for their money for how fast they're doing stuff. Just from the simple fact that they have to go up and down twice, whereas I just run from side to side <laughs> and it yeah. goes a little bit quicker. Um, we do do route development a little bit. It's more basically trying to figure out what doesn't work. Um, it gets a little bit tricky because, well, like you said, you live more out in the country. A lot of our work is rural. Actually, a lot of our, we have a lot of like dumpsters at farms and such. So a lot of like one of my routes is like deep into the country and it's just getting a lot of spread out farms. Yeah. So that's more just trying to figure out like where you're not eating a bunch of time going too far or extending too far to get like one stop and trying to filter in as much as we can. So that does come uh into the fact but then also we're in an area where there's not a ton of town contracts which is good for us small businesses you won't win a a town contract ever just they can take a town at a loss and make it up in doing i don't know we're at landfill transfer station commercial work rural off whatever so we can't do that so luckily all most of the towns we pick up are all by choice so given the choice about 90 percent of people pick us so <laughs> we just go with that. So we don't get every stop. So sometimes it is hard to plan a route when you don't know every single house you're going to get. And you just kind of know kind of off the top of your head <laughs> from doing it so many times. So a lot of people will argue pet peeves of garbage, garbage men. Like we've mm-hmm. had stuff out that they wouldn't pick up and it's like, well, you know, they should pick it up or bags mm-hmm. outside of barrels. What's your biggest pet peeve? Ooh, well, first off to those, I would say that's because you're with a big company because I would take all of those things. Okay. Uh, we have we have a system where we have unlimited service where obviously we're not going to be the cheapest, but if it's bagged up or canned up, within reason, we'll pretty much take it. One large item a week, we'll take it. Unless it's something that like legally we're not allowed to take. Like yep. They keep changing rules for landfills and stuff like that and transfer stations, so we can't take everything. Um, my biggest pet peeves are basically people that – well, number one pet peeve is the people that shove – a too large pizza box at the top of a can because it acts like an adhesive that nothing can pass. So you have the can tipped over and you're dumping it, you're dumping it and nothing is happening and it's taking a Herculean effort and all you flip it over, it's like, Oh, a pizza box or another Amazon box has been shoved in here. And it's like a barrier that something can't pass. Um, besides that, just not tying bags. If, if things are in bags, I really don't care. 
yeah. then packing peanuts are the bane of every garbage man's existence. I I hate packing peanuts in general. No, they're they're the worst things. There's the worst things in the in the world. Like I, any other type of packing material, I'm fine with the air filled bags. Awesome. But what always ends up happening is similar thing. People will put a bunch of loose ones at the bottom of a can or in an open bag or in stuffed into a bag so tight that as soon as the back blade hits, it just shoots everywhere and it's showered on top of you. And you want to clean it up because it looks awful. And very clearly you were the one that made the mess, even though it's not necessarily your fault, but that could take quite a while to clean up, which is now not. we're, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty timely with, um, so my, my house, the farm, hmm. we don't have trash pickup, but at, at my, uh, my in-laws lake house, they have trash pickup and he's okay. very he's very uh methodical about putting it out tuesday morning because mm -hmm. a lot of vacationers and stuff will put it out after the weekend and then the trash men come around and animals have mm -hmm. gotten into it and that now you don't have to answer it but i would like to know uh, <laughs> what do you do in those situations or what is a company policy in those situations or company policies in the, that situation where like an animal or oh, or um, you know, weather or whatever has not mm -hmm. been overstrewn it about. Are you responsible for that or do you try to do it? Um, this is going to be another one of those things that I, again, this is me speaking as a small business. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we'll take it all. We'll take our time. We'll take it all. If it becomes a reoccurrence, yeah. like multiple times, then we might contact and be like, Hey, if you can't like really the two times, whenever we sign up someone for service, it's like, if you can't have it out by like 5 a.m., please put it out the night before. And yeah. then the further you get from the night before, yeah, you have the chance to end Cause like, I, like I said, I, I work in the country too. That happens yeah, yeah. plenty. Um, especially if when people are mixed up because of the holiday, something sits for an extra day and stuff like that. Animals will and can get to it, but yeah, we, we clean it up. And those are the little things like as a small company, those are the little things we do for customer retention, I guess you yeah. could say. How, how long is a work day for you? That is very dependent. Um, we are a small business, so we are not union. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty much just like as fast as you can get done. So like we have we have an eight hour shift that starts at 5 a.m. and goes eight hours. But if you work fast, you work fast. Um, some t it kind of all evens out. There's certain, we're not as, um, I guess, dogmatic on the time because it's mm -hmm. really just important of like the work getting done. So like you might have some days where you're working more than eight hours and you're going to have a couple that you're going to be working less. It kind of averages out over the week, especially like, like we just had, um, labor day, not that long ago. So the week after labor day is a busy week. Like yeah. probably every one of those days is going to be over eight hours and we're trying to catch up from the holiday and we have to work a little bit on Saturday to make up for everything being delayed, uh, to have that holiday. But then the next week, cause everything was a day less, day extra trash the year the week before everyone's a day less trash so the next week will be on the early side and everyone's working closer to like six and a half seven yeah so and it all kind of balances paid, out that way you pay you get paid the yeah. whole eight hours so yeah. if, if you're done in three mm -hmm. on, oh, well, yeah. if, if, if you can get done in three you are one of the fastest people i know but a absolutely it's why we have a lot of guys who like we have like one of the guys i work with he has a family farm and he goes and does this like the family farm work after he works he works with us and like a couple yeah. of the other guys have like, they don't need side gigs, but it's like a nice thing that like you have some hours for in the afternoon. Like I use those because I know at some point, especially the more office stuff I start doing, which has started to happen, I'll have less time with my kids. Mm -hmm. So I've been in this time when I can get done on the early side, I try to do that with them while they're still young enough to want me around. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some, what are some no-nos for, uh, for, 
uh, objects in the garbage. I know like a while back it's oil and stuff like that, but what, mm-hmm. is, what is something that a, that a, a person wouldn't actually know is not a, something that the dump would take or that a laws mm-hmm. that laws have changed. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, in terms of oil, it depends what company you use. As long as you put it separate, we take oil because we use it uh, to heat our shop. We oh, have nice. one of those oil, we have one of those oil burners. So we use that to heat our shop. So we have yeah. a couple of things. So anytime anyone wants to get rid of it, if they're willing to put it into a container, we'll collect and we use it. Um, but yeah, you can't throw that away. Um, it's not illegal, but don't throw away paint. I mean, if you're going to throw away paint, put some uh, quick dry or some kitty litter in there because you're just being that mean guy that's throwing away paint. It's going to explode and it's going to go everywhere. Yeah, that's not okay. Uh, you're not technically supposed to throw away batteries um, because they can start a fire in the truck, um, especially the especially the big ones. We've actually had a few close calls with a fire starting a truck because a car battery just hit just right and got clicked on and set the garbage on fire. Um, that can so- happen. So tell me a little bit more about that story. Sorry. Oh, well, that, didn't, no, 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 no. That, like that didn't happen road. to me. You, what, no, well, when that happens, if you notice it happens, you can usually tell because uh, the way the garbage truck goes is you have the tailgate on the back. So yeah. there's like a seam. There's a seam there. And then you have the, uh, the, bl- uh, the blade that gets pushed all the way back and compresses. Well, then there's an opening on the other side, too. So if there's any fire, you're going to see smoke. You're going to smell it. Okay. And then if it's close enough to the back, like it just happened – um, we do have fire extinguishers on the truck. The best way to do it is if you're by a home is to like borrow someone's hose and just try to spray it down as best you could. If you can't get it, you have to dump the load right there. Otherwise, it'll catch the garbage truck on fire. And then you wait for it to get completely cooled down and then you come and load it. I've, I've helped come and load up a load that got dumped before. Um, it, it is less frequent than you might think, but it does happen. Like an entire load will catch on fire. And to save the truck, you got to dump the entire load wherever you happen to be. And... <laughs> Luckily for one of the guys, he was almost going to have to do that. And he was at a big gravel area on a uh, tire place that we picked up. He, but he was able to put it out after messing with it for a good while. Luckily, it was early enough in the route. So there wasn't a lot of trash to catch on fire. And obviously, the hope is that it re- was really, really wet trash because it won't burn too well. I had it one. The closest I've had to happening to me one time was after Fourth of July. A bunch of people threw away a bunch of fireworks, but we didn't see them. So, but it wasn't crazy fireworks, just a bunch of like firecrackers and stuff like that. But it was enough to get a little bit of kindling and the fire going. That time we just lifted up, not the tailgate, but just the blade. Cause we saw right where it happened. We just sprayed it down with a, with a hose for like 15 minutes and we were able to put it out. That's insane. That's, that's great. Right. I, I wouldn't even think of that. Um, no, yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. So batteries can catch on fire. Like most things they'll say on them if they, yeah. you shouldn't dispose of them. But uh, for the most part, that kind of stuff, it's just like don't throw away acid like things that like people should most things people should be able to figure out don't basically anything that you can't take on an airplane don't throw away most of that stuff is hazardous or should be handled a different way but obviously they don't give you a lot of avenues to get rid of those things like even like fire extinguishers is like your fire extinguisher may have issues but make sure it's empty like any fire extinguisher we see will spray out to make sure it's completely empty because the pressure of that can explode yeah, yeah, and it can make a mess in the sealed steel container that is a garbage truck. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like as we've, uh, you know, as the society's matured, I guess if you will, um, I see people just trying to get away with as much as they can. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, oh, absolutely. Even if they do know the do's and don'ts, they're still mm-hmm. going to try to push the envelope. And I would assume that like that kind of sucks for you. <laughs> well especially because like i said we try to go above and beyond because yeah. we are a small business so it's like 
we try to give someone the benefit of the doubt. Like, honestly, I probably go a little bit too above and beyond. So like when I'm calling the office and I say I'm leaving something, they know it's a big deal. Like it's been like multiple weeks or just like beyond, like, especially, like I said, like the whole fit garbage thing, I'm, I'm on the strong side. So if I can't physically lift something and get it into the truck, I don't know how you get it out to the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. Like there's times where people will wheel, like they'll have a toter from a, another company. And since we don't supply toters and I'll still have to dump it. So they'll wheel it out and I'll start moving it towards the, the back of the truck. I'm like, this is a bit heavy. And like, literally not being able to get into the back of the truck because then you open it and it's bags of ash or like loose tile all the way up to the brim of like a 96 gallon toter. And I'm like, I mean, I'm strong and I could tip part of it in, but that's not going in. Again, don't want to hurt myself. Now, do you have a cable on the back? Do you ever utilize that to pull any of the logs in? I do. That's for the bigger dumpsters. The tricky part yeah. is, is that it's so strong when the stuff's heavy like that and all the toters are plastic. Yeah. It'll just crack. It'll just destroy the, the toter. I've done it like just to stabilize stuff. Cause we also have a, yeah. a, a lower and upper tipper bar for uh, the smaller dumpsters. So sometimes yeah. what I'll do is I'll use that to kind of tip it forward a bit. And then as long as I can, as long as I can get under it, I'm getting it in the truck. But the hard part sometimes is getting under it. <laughs> So, um, I guess you won't know, but how long did your dad and your grandfather do this? Oh, I know exactly how long my dad did it. Cause uh, I mean, he's in the office now, but, uh, I was there when he got off the truck the first time and then had to go back on again. So he worked, uh, similar summers when he was in college, came back to work full time after that, then worked on the truck till uh, 50. Okay. And then and then took about a year and a half off the truck, and then uh, we had an employee leave, and we needed him for the CDL, and then he came back on for eighteen months after that. So yeah, he so yeah he worked on the truck that that amount of time. My grandpa is a little bit more hazy because um, I don't know if he worked on a truck before he started his business, and when he started his business, I know he was on the truck, but I don't know for how yeah. long he he passed when I was like five, but I just know that. He was also a garbage man. So, so what's your plans around 50? Are you going to look for a more admin job? Are you going to look for one of those self loaders? I mean, <laughs> well, it, it, that'll depend. I don't, I don't think I'll have to be on the truck that long. Yeah. Um, but needless to say, all the fitness stuff is to that. Uh, if I had to, I can Yeah, uh, type thing because like already, well, that's not like, like you get, bro- you get broken down. So uh, I know people that have, because one thing that happens to garbage men a lot, just the way you reach down to get stuff, is not torn ACL, it's torn MCL. So I know like a handful of guys that have had multiple MCL tears, torn rotator cuffs from like the, the dumpster jerking, or honestly just random accidents that can cause stuff. Like hurt, like I mean, I've hurt my hand before with the dumpster, but like it was actually, yeah, this isn't my own fault. Is uh, So we're rear loaders, so I'm moving a dumpster that has uh, four wheels on the bottom, steering wheels, mm-hmm. and I'm pulling it by the handle and uh, the metal trending portion of it, and I'm pulling it. Not looking behind myself. First dumpster of the day on a Monday. Not paying attention. That was my own fault. And then so I pull the dumpster, holding the metal handle part, and my hand goes directly sandwiched between the metal part of the truck. So steel on steel. That was not smart on my part. Um, And first dumpster of the day. And it hurt a lot, obviously, but I've hurt myself before. And I was just like, I'm not sure I want to take my glove off, but this is bad (laughs) enough. I think I need to take my glove off type one of those situations. And 
Oh no, that one was rough. I uh, took off quite a bit of, uh, I ended up being quite a few stitches from that, but it was the first dumpster of the day. And if I had to leave, someone was gonna have to do my entire route. And we were down a guy at that point. So we didn't even have enough guys to drive trucks. So I just was right by our shop, turned around, went into our little uh, first aid kit, wrapped it around, tried to stop best I could, put the glove on. They just did not take that glove off again the rest of the day, finished the day, and then went to urgent care after. Oh, <laughs> got a, got a ten, in, uh, 10 stitches on the outside, eight on the inside. and But hey, they were just surprised there wasn't a broken bone. But I was completely relaxed because I didn't expect it to get smacked on both ends by uh, steel on steel. So that's my own fault. Uh, I have, not me, but uh, one of my buddies, piece of sheet of steel came down same thing if it wasn't wearing his glove probably would have lost some fingers and just end up with a broken one and some uh stitches but the funny part is like i my wife brings it up every once in a while that uh being a garbage man is like one of the 10 most dangerous jobs but honestly it's not usually that stuff it's just people get hit by cars of like not paying attention and just yeah taking people out like about two years ago uh i was bringing a can uh, back up to the house because it was an is an older person we have some senior citizens we take care of so like on windy days or anything like that that cans went all the way up to the house in case blows away yeah i mean on windy, windy days we'll do that with just about everybody but just in general so they don't have to do that much and like i, I hear a loud bang i turn around and like where i was like 15 seconds earlier a car had just kept going and driven completely into the back of my truck no way yeah you know, he was fine luckily he was driving like an old convertible something where he was driving out he said it was the sun was in his eyes but like i'm checking i'm like you okay and luckily the person behind uh was there the whole time so when they all came he's like no he wasn't even in the truck i'm like yeah i was like 10 feet away from it and about 15 seconds earlier i was right behind it so that would have been that one would have been bad but so that that kind of stuff can happen sadly and then obviously different types of vehicle issues because we were in the midwest so well you you said you're in uh i'm up in maine Okay, yeah. So, so you know the winters. So, yeah. uh, in the snow and stuff sliding. like that. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, and living in the country, so we work in the country and snow and sliding and ice and all that stuff, dealing with all those fun things. So, those days are interesting, yeah. um, especially same. Th- I just I, the funniest part is for the first, I think probably like fifteen years I was on the truck, nothing was ever canceled from the snow ever. Like we just worked and it just took longer. Yeah. And then like five or six years ago. There was one really bad, like crazy wind, ice, whatever day. And that was back when we were going to a landfill. They just called it. We're like, I mean, okay. Well, I was already, I already made it out to work at that point. But I'm like, okay, so we'll just work like a holiday and catch up later. And then ever since that, I don't know if that was just like someone ripped the Band-Aid off. But now anytime there's like a foot and a half of snow or like super high winds, like they'll call it sometimes. And... I mean, I'd rather work personally because I'd rather just deal with it because you're going to have to deal with it eventually anyway. So, yeah. but that's been a big switch. Like in the last, I think it's, it's like five or six years ago, the first time that happened. And ever since then, now sometimes we'll have like, is when we have a big enough storm, they'll call it. Luckily, last, last winter, especially, we didn't have much snow, so it wasn't as bad. But so when you don't have trash pickup because of a holiday or something like that, do they push it back into like Saturday and Sunday or do they double up no. on that Tuesday? No, we, we used to do the double day, which would always just be like, uh, depending on the holiday fell, it might either be the day before or the day after, but then right. you run into, you run into those occasional days where you're working like, like, like we, the last time we did a, we stopped doing them and then we did them again. It was, a, I think three years ago when uh, Christmas Eve was going to be on a Friday. Yep. So we did, yeah, and, and New Year's Eve, same thing. So we did the double day for the first time in years and it's the same thing. I mean, you do it, but 
it's like a 14 hour day and it would snow at that time. So like we went to a family function that night and they were asking my wife, like, is he okay? It's like, he's just really tired. They started like an hour and a half early and then it's like he got home, showered and we came here for dinner. So it's like he was so, <laughs> so we stopped doing the double day. So we'll do the day behind thing. So since I get a lot of commercials, what'll happen is, so let's say the holidays on Monday, because most of them are on Monday. Yeah. Uh, everything will be a, everything will be a day behind. I will do my best to get all of my Monday and some of my Tuesday dumpsters on Tuesday, and then I'll be playing catch up the rest of the week. I still get homes too, so got to factor those in. And then usually I can catch up on dumpsters by that Thursday or possibly that Friday. And then some of the other trucks will help get a couple of them. And then we have this really it's the smallest town we pick up. They normally go on Friday, so we just have all the dumpsters done and we just all work that small town so we usually only have like a a four hour day on saturday so yeah we have to work the saturday so you never okay. truly get a day off because it's yeah. monday's off but then you're working saturday so you have a long weekend but then a short weekend yeah so which i my kids are old enough now it's like but i still have to explain it to them every time they're like but you're not going to be home like i know because <laughs> the trash has to, the trash has to go somewhere it's that yeah. it's that annoying thing you can't just like push it and say hey we'll do it next week i don't think everyone would like that very much well I think we got a very good look into the mm. sanitation industry and um, it's pretty cool that you're still doing it the old way, at least from my perspective. Um, right. You know, yeah, I, th I think it's cool that you're out there just staying fit and being active and, and doing what you love. And, and honestly, it's cool that you guys go above and beyond and, and really help the community. I agree. I think it's nice that, you know, you walk Mrs. Johnson or, you know, whatever's mm, can back yeah. to the, because, because that, I mean, I, and I've seen it and I've helped it. It's a struggle for them to just come out mm -hmm. from the house, pick it up and bring it back out. Oh, so. absolutely. Especially yeah. on those bad weather days. Like I, we yeah. always think about that, especially on icy or snowy days. It's like the last thing you want is for someone to go down, especially yeah. once I think, I think the statistic is like, if someone gets a fall after 65, like they're never the same. Yeah. Like on the ice, like with how bad things can go. So no, that's want to avoid yeah. that as much as possible. So it seems like you guys are pretty tapped in the community and, and, and well-received, which is, which is awesome. So, mm -hmm. um, but before we go, I want to know what you do outside of, uh, your day job and the mm -hmm. fitness aspect. Like what do you really enjoy to do, uh, to unwind and, and just kind of go out and, do what you love to do. I love doing stuff with my kids just in general. Um, yeah, that a lot, <laughs> especially on the weekends. We do board games and stuff a lot. Uh, I'm, 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 a, I'm a big reader. Uh, I read a yeah. ton. Um, and in the fitness aspect, I always just lifted weights because I did yeah. like shot put and discus in high school and did play basketball, but I was just a big guy. So I didn't really have to do a whole lot, but uh, I also fell in love with running uh, in college. And I like unwinding doing that in the afternoons. That's why I like if anyone ever if, if anyone ends up following me or does following me, they'll see that like if I post a video of a workout, it's before work. Um yeah. and then some afternoons I'll go for a run, Sundays I'll go for a run. Done a number of races by now. I think I've done five marathons at this point and stuff wow. like that. And well, I'm, I'm just, I, apparently I deceive people because everyone sees me I'm about um six four, about two hundred pounds and uh when I'm training for a marathon, a little bit less than that, but usually right around there. And apparently I'm deceptively fast. I was unaware that was a thing, but, uh, cause I said, cause I don't pay attention to like races in general and I don't compete with anyone. It's just me running. And anytime I've been asked like how fast I do, I tell them like, 
that's really fast for a big guy. I'm like, I mean, thanks. It's, it's one of those backhanded compliments where you're like, I don't know what you're trying to say here, but I, but I appreciate that. But, uh, uh, but in general, yeah. So, so if I, I would say anything, anything completely outside of fitness whatsoever, because that is a big major outlet for me. Um, yeah. really helps calm down my brain, which is always needed, but, uh, is, is reading, spending time with my kids. And honestly, <laughs> this is gonna be a bit, uh, not health related at all. Me and my wife have gotten really into uh, sipping tequila, which has been awesome. Like try and like, the little bit crazier kinds and like basically how people do with like wine or fancy beers, but we'll do with different tequila. We made some trips to Mexico as well and tried some yeah. pretty amazing stuff. So yeah, we'll <laughs> unwind on a Friday doing that is pretty awesome. <laughs> I would assume. <laughs> uh, hit me with a good book recommendation. Uh, well, it all depends what you're into. I'm a I, I really like science fiction. I will read some fantasy stuff in general, but uh, I really like something there's a couple genres within science fiction, like space opera is like people are in space on a long journey, blah, 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 blah. Um, my go-to is more on the hard science, science fiction side, which is like, they get a little bit technical with the science, but it's super entertaining. But if you want something that like guaranteed full stop recommendation sci-fi that will borderline change your life is called the Red Rising series by Pierce Brown. Okay. So, okay. So if you like science fiction, uh, crazy fights and war, blend in a little, uh, uh, ancient Rome in there. Um, it's just, it's honestly, it's one of the, the first book is a little bit kind of, uh, not hunger gamesy, but like, he's, he's kind of like a kid when it starts, but like it very much, like you could tell that he was very much tried to tell, Hey, make this more a young adult book. And by a core way in the book, it's like, that's not what it is anymore. <laughs> and it gets, <laughs> it's a very, very intense, like he, the Sixth book just came out like about a month ago, read it in about a week and a half because I couldn't help myself. But it's really, really good. And also, if you're not a big um, reader, reader, like I know a lot of people with uh, ADHD and dyslexia, like my, my, my son tends to lean that way, is ear reading. So listening helps really just the guy that they got to read those audiobooks is spectacular. Okay. Um, I want him to voice everything in my life. Like if I was just <laughs> walking around and like and he does the accents well. Like if I could just have him walking around like narrating my life, I would just feel infinitely cooler than I do right now. And yeah. I feel pretty cool some days, but it would just be unrelenting. <laughs> the superhero so, so, of your own story. Ex ex exactly. So so yeah, uh, Red Rising by Pierce Brown. I say it as a series. The first book is called Red Rising, and then each one has a subsequent name. But uh, that's what he gives the first one. And I guarantee you, if you read that book, you will be hooked. All right. Well, I'll have to check it out. Um, well, thank you for being on the show. This has been, again, spectacular. Uh, wonderful deep dive into what you do on a day-to-day -day basis and, and how you help out your community. So if anybody's looking to get into the industry or has any questions, where can they reach you? Uh, well, I'm at Fit Garbage Man on Instagram mainly. Uh, I've been on a few other things, but it's basically just reposting stuff uh, from Instagram. Honestly, I would just give one bit of advice. Anyone who wants to get into the industry, get a CDL license. You are worth your weight in gold. If you have a CDL license, they're getting harder and harder to get. If you have a CDL license with an air brake endorsement, you're going to get hired like without fail. It's going to happen. It's so hard to find, uh, early twenties, some things that have a CDL. And like we had to find someone not that long ago and it took combination of CDL and someone willing to do the work, but CDLs are hard to find. Every major business that I know, all the everybody in the industry, because we all talk to a degree. Like I know several of the big companies out this way, and everybody is hurting for drivers. If you have a CDL, you're getting hired, guaranteed. Yeah. And 
probably getting a good wage as well because they're that desperate at this point. <laughs> well, thank you for being on the show. It's been wonderful. Well, thank you for having me. And as a special thanks to our loyal listeners, we're giving $10 off your next purchase of $60 or more at bruntworkwear.com. Use discount code BUCKETTALK10. That's BUCKETTALK10. 